The Bible Study Podcast, episode 520. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of the kings of Israel and Judah with 1 Samuel 25. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. I'm going to study 1 Samuel 25 today, and I almost didn't do it because the main character in this story is sort of David, but really it's a woman called Abigail. And it's about the wisdom of Abigail. And so I almost skipped over it because it's less relevant to our study of kings of Israel and Judah, except that Abigail becomes David's wife. So I think it's worthwhile to look at this wise woman. Now Samuel died, and all Israel assembled and mourned him, and they buried him at his home in Ramah. Then David moved down to the desert of Paran. A certain man in Maon, who had property there at Carmel, was very wealthy. He had a thousand goats and three thousand sheep, which he was shearing in Carmel. His name was Nabal, and his wife's name was Abigail. She was an intelligent and beautiful woman, but her husband was surly and mean in his dealings. He was a Calebite. While David was in the wilderness, he heard that Nabal was shearing sheep. So he sent ten young men and said to them, Go up to Nabal at Carmel and greet him in my name. Say to him, Long life to you, good health to you and your household, and good health to all that is yours. Now I hear that it is sheep shearing time. When your shepherds were with us, we did not mistreat them, and the whole time they were at Carmel, nothing of theirs was missing. Ask your own servants, and they will tell you. Therefore be favorable toward my men, since we come at a festival time. Please give your servants and your son David whatever you can find for them. When David's men arrived, they gave Nabal this message in David's name. Then they waited. Nabal answered David's servants, Who is this David? Who is the son of Jesse? Many servants are breaking away from their masters these days. Why should I take my bread and water and the meat I have slaughtered for my shearers and give it to men coming from who knows where? David's men turned around and went back. When they arrived, they reported every word. David said to his men, Each of you strap on your sword. So they did, and David strapped on his as well. About 400 men went up with David, while 200 stayed with the supplies. So this is the situation David and 600 men, if you want to look at the numbers there in that last paragraph that I read, are fleeing from Saul. And David has become a captain, remember we read, of these men who are out in the wilderness or out in the hill country in this particular case. And they, while they have been out in the hill country, they have been with the shepherds of this man, Nabal. And it has been good for him because with 600 armed men in this country. Nobody's been stealing his sheep. Even wolves and such haven't been going after them. And David and his men have been respecting the property of Nabal. Nothing has been missing. And nothing is missing is is pretty good. When you've got a thousand sheep, you expect to have some loss. And so David basically goes and says, hey, we've been doing you a favor. We have been, in essence, protecting your men and protecting your sheep and your property. And now I know you're come to this festival time. And I wonder if you would do what you think is right towards us, which is not an unreasonable request. Now, it's interesting that David is now in a position where he is, to some extent, begging. 
where he is relying on the goodwill of others to support him as he is off in the wilderness here while he's off in the hill country. And Nabal, it says, unlike his wife, his wife Abigail is, we are told, is beautiful and intelligent, but Nabal is surly and mean. And so when he gets this, he thinks, why do I have to do anything here? Basically, these guys have done me a favor, but they didn't have to. I don't owe them anything. I made no promises. I'm just going to keep my stuff and send these guys away. So he sends away these 10 men that David has sent. Well, David is angered. David is angered where he is now going with 400 men with their swords on to go get Nabal. This is bad news for Nabal. He wasn't dealing with David wisely. Maybe he didn't understand that it wasn't just these 10 men, it was 600 men. Or maybe he's just surly as the Bible reports him to be. But then the story goes on, and this is the more interesting part of the story. One of the servants told Abigail, Nabal's wife, David sent messengers from the wilderness to give our master his greetings, but he hurled insults at them. Yet these men were very good to us. They did not mistreat us, and the whole time we were out in the fields near them, nothing was missing. Day and night, they were a wall around us the whole time we were herding our sheep near them. Now think it over and see what you can do, because disaster is hanging over our master and his whole household. He is such a wicked man that no one can talk to him. So the servants go to Abigail, and they say, the story that these men came with from David is true. These men were our protection while we were up in the fields. They were a wall around us. They did good by us. And now our wicked master is going to get us all killed because no one can talk to him. Apparently, Nabal is self-centered and egotistical. He's, he can't hear wisdom from someone else. And because he can't learn from someone else, because he can't take wisdom from someone else, because of this, because no one can talk to him, he is going to bring on himself and his whole household disaster. And so they go to Abigail because they know that Abigail is not that way. Abigail is intelligent. And so the story goes on. Abigail acted quickly. She took 200 loaves of bread, two skins of wine, five dressed sheep, five seahs of roasted grain, a hundred cakes of raisins, and 200 cakes of pressed figs, and loaded them on donkeys. Then she told her servants, go ahead, I'll follow you. But she did not tell her husband Nabal. As she came riding her donkey in a mountain ravine, there were David and his men descending towards her, and she met them. David had just said, It's been useless all my watching over this fellow's property of the wilderness, so that nothing of his was missing. He has paid me back evil for good. May God deal with David, be it ever so severely, if by morning I leave alive one male of all who belong to him. When Abigail saw David, she quickly got off her donkey and bowed down before David with her face to the ground. She fell at his feet and said, Pardon your servant, my lord, and let me speak to you. Hear what your servant has to say. Please pay no attention, my lord, to that wicked man, Nabal. He is just like his name. His name means fool, and folly goes with him. As for me, your servant, I did not see the men my lord sent. And now, my lord... 
as surely as the Lord your God lives and as you live, since the Lord has kept you from bloodshed and from avenging yourself with your own hands, may your enemies and all who are intent on harming my Lord be like Nabal. And let this gift which your servant has brought to my Lord be given to the men who follow you. Please forgive your servant's presumption. The Lord your God will certainly make a lasting dynasty for my Lord because you fight the Lord's battles and no wrongdoing will be found in you as long as you live. Even though someone is pursuing you to take your life, the life of my Lord will be bound securely in the bundle of the living by the Lord your God. But the lives of your enemies will hurl away as from the pocket of a sling. When the Lord has fulfilled for my Lord every good thing he promised concerning him and has appointed him ruler over Israel, my Lord will not have on his conscience the staggering burden of needless bloodshed or having avenged himself. And when the Lord your God has brought my Lord success, remember your servant. I like this Abigail. This Abigail is smart. Interesting to know that she does know who David is. And my suspicion is that everybody knew who David was. And then Nabal, the fool, knew who David was too. He was just too prideful. Too prideful for his own good. And his servants and his wife are having to protect him because of his foolishness. Foolishness can get us in trouble. Pride can get us in trouble. Good to have people around you who are intelligent. Good to have people around you who are intelligent. Good for you to be intelligent and not to put yourself in those circumstances. And she comes and she says, you don't want this blood on your hands. Isn't it great that God has prevented you from bloodshed? Well, God has prevented him because Abigail is there with five sheep and with and with bread and with all of these things that his actions have earned his men. They have been good to Nabal. They have protected him and, and the things that belong to him. And she says, we've heard about you. In fact, she makes this reference, the lives of your enemies will hurl away as the pocket of a sling. Now, don't you think that that's a reference to the sling and Goliath? They know who David is. This is not a big country. And remember, the people have been singing, David has slain his tens of thousands. That's what got him in trouble with Saul was his popularity. She has heard what Saul has heard, that this is going to be the next king. And she comes to him as the next king, as the one who God is protecting. And she puts that all on the table. She bows herself. She's willing to humiliate herself. She's willing to humble herself to protect her foolish, foolish husband. David said to Abigail, praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, who sent you to meet me. May you be blessed for your good judgment and for keeping me from bloodshed this day and from avenging myself with my own hands. Otherwise, as surely as the Lord, the God of Israel lives, who has kept me from harming you, if you had not come quickly to meet me, not one male belonging to Nabal would have been left alive by daybreak. Then David accepted from her hand what she brought for him and said, go home in peace. I have heard your words and granted your request. When Abigail went to Nabal, he was in the household 
holding a banquet like that of a king. He was in high spirits and very drunk. She told him nothing at all until daybreak. Then in the morning, when Nabal was sober, his wife told him all these things, and his heart failed him, and he became like a stone. About ten days later, the Lord struck Nabal, and he died. When David heard that Nabal was dead, he said, Praise be to the Lord, who has upheld my case against Nabal for treating me with contempt. He has kept his servant from doing wrong and has brought Nabal's wrongdoing down on his own head. Then David sent word to Abigail, asking her to become his wife. His servants went to Carmel and said to Abigail, David has sent us to you to take you to become his wife. She bowed down with her face to the ground and said, I am your servant. I am ready to serve you and wash the feet of my Lord's servants. Abigail quickly got on a donkey and attended by her five female servants, went to David's messengers and became his wife. David also married Ahinoam of Jezreel, and they both were his wives. But Saul had given his daughter Michael, David's wife, to Paltiel, son of Laish, who was from Galim. And so the result of Abigail's wisdom is that she ends up as David's wife. Now, David is still running for his life out in the hill country, but eventually this will put her in a palace. Eventually, her wisdom, which saved all of the male servants of her household, although it did not save her husband, his own folly came down on his own head. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. We're going to go back and talk more about the kings next week. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com, or better yet, leave a comment in this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. Dedicating time each day to spend feeding our minds and our hearts the truth of God's Word is immensely helpful in our growth as followers of Christ. I'm John Stonge, and each day I host a show called Daily Devotions with Pastor John. On the show, I spend just a few minutes taking an applicational look at one or two verses of Scripture before coming to the Lord in prayer. If you'd like to make a habit of spending more time meditating on the truth of God's Word, You can listen to Daily Devotions with Pastor John at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcasting app.